Hey, uh, so so before I, I uh, share what we're about to share, and, and, and unless the Lord shifts it, we'll be talking about this for quite some time. Um, God has really uh, uh, said this is a, a great timing for us to have this particular message. So I'm, so I'm going to ask you not to rush your mind. You know, so, so what happens is you hear something um, within 50 minutes or what have you, and you're tempted to go into the what ifs. You know, you hear a message and your first thought is, but what about this? Wait, like, could, could we absorb it and take the time to let God give you all the information? There's pieces. So, so if you was uh, reading a book and you read half of, the, half of the first chapter, right? And then as soon as you read half of the first chapter, well, I don't understand this. That you ain't read the rest of the book. There's a book called, uh, I should be perfect for what we're about to talk about in the next few weeks, but uh, This Present Darkness. The sequel is, is uh, what is it? Piercing the Darkness, right? This Present, yeah, Piercing the Darkness. And it's a, it's a Christian uh, novel. And uh, it's, it's a great book. It's a phenomenal book. But the interesting thing is if you can't get past the first 50 pages, the rest of the book ain't going to make sense because the first 50 pages is just breaking down the characters. Just like when you watch a movie, right? You know, at the beginning of the movie, you're like, okay, what, is, what are they doing? Well, all they're doing is setting the stage for the rest of the movie. And so, so you have to be able to, to, to walk with God through that. He can't, you can't get it all in just one service. That's why sometimes you'll come to a service, don't come to a service, come to a service, don't come to a service, don't come to a service, skip two services. And then you go, well, I just don't understand. Well, it's going to be a lot hard to understand if you don't absorb all the information. You can't go to math class on Monday, don't show up again to Friday for the test, and understand how to pass the test. And keeping it real, you can't, go, you can't skip math class from, you know, some of these kids have been in school since for, what, I'll give you 12 years, I guess it's 13 if you count kindergarten. Do you know all those layers led up to what they're getting in their senior year? You know, when I started taking calculus my senior year, if I didn't take the trig, if I didn't take the geometry, if I didn't take the trigonometry, if, look, if I didn't do timetables and subtraction, if I didn't do addition and multiplication, like all those things. But when I was doing, uh, uh, we, we, you had to do your timetables, we had timetables tests, I never thought it was going to help me in calculus. I didn't know a calculus, calculus existed. But suppose I'd have been like, oh, man, what does this got to do with anything? Right? Sometimes we're, we're, we're asking questions too soon because our mind says, I need all the information today. I need to know if I, if I submit to this, what the results are going to be. But the Bible says you walk by faith and not by sight. I know I was having a conversation with somebody this week. It's not about always what you see and understand. It's what you yield to. And in the kingdom, it takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of faith, and it starts with trusting God. I will be very transparent and honest. God told me that was my wife. I engaged her in five months, married her in 10. Right? We've been married 28 years, known each other for 29. Right? But when I walked down that aisle, matter of fact, the week right leading up to the bachelor party, which really wasn't no, I mean, we ain't do nothing crazy. Because um, I, don't, I don't roll like that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I didn't roll like that in the world. Guys was like, man, I'm going to set it off before I get married. I was like, so why you get married? If you're going to be with some 
uh, I was about to say the H word, <laughs> the night before your, your wedding, then you're going to walk down the aisle the next morning? Like, but, but anyway, but I still that week was like, man, I'm about to get married for the rest of my life. That, that's Because I knew that's what marriage was. I said I knew that's what marriage was, right? And the interesting thing is I said, I didn't have no guarantees. But God told me that was my wife. I was waiting for her. I found her. I walked down the aisle, and we married by faith, and we've been growing in love ever since. See, see, if you abort because it ain't ready-made or done yet, you're in trouble because it's constantly evolving. Right? All right, so I said that to say because we're going to be talking about spiritually authorized. Obviously, they gave you the information way ahead of time. Right? And so, so, so uh, which, of course, obviously, if we're spiritually authorized, because this is what's happening. Sometimes we're struggling because we ain't authorized. Amen. Right? And we don't, we, and, and we are, everything God has given us for us to, to be authorized We've been figuring ways around of everything that we need to walk in some power. So there's things happening to us that we don't, um, like, like our first response is fear. Why? Because we're unauthorized. We don't have power. Right? Right? Like our first thought is fear. And then this is the other thing I, oh, this is what, listen. I respect, I respect everybody, but I got to be real with you. Your worry don't change nothing. I, I'm going to say this. You can cry. Oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. That's not what changes things. Your authorization does. Right? Not, not your fear, not your worry. That, don't, that doesn't change nothing. Like, you're not helping anybody by, you know, just sitting by their bedside showing that you're worried. That's not helping no one, right? All right, so, so we'll get into this. So, so let's, since we're talking about, we're going to be talking about spiritual authority. What is authority? So uh, we're going to be talking about authority, but there's a couple types. There's natural and there's spiritual authority. Natural and spiritual authority. So authority, uh, there's a lot of definitions, but it's permission. You have permission. Uh, ho, 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 Doing as one pleases, <laughs> Right? Some people like that, right? It's ability and strength. Authority is which one is endowed. They're endowed, endued is what the the Bible talks about. Look, it's supernatural liberty. See, when I'm operating in in, in spiritual authority, I'm operating in supernatural liberty. That means the, 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 the things that people try to bind me up in, in fear, in doubt, in insecurity, they don't, they, don't, they don't stop me because I have liberty. I'm free from, from being bound. It's, look, look, it's the right to exercise power. The right to exercise power. See, there's a lot of toy cops. There's a lot of fake cops, but they don't have right to exercise power. Right? And so, so look, look here, Matthew 21. And be patient with me. Please, please, please. Take notes. Please take notes. Search the scriptures to see if it's so. Study it for yourself. If you get this, old and young, if you get this, 
your sense of, 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 of power in, in a, a pending fearful situation will go to a whole nother level, right? Will go to a whole nother level. Uh, so Matthew 21. And Jesus answered, I'm sorry, Matthew 21, verse 21. Let me slow down. Matthew 21, verse 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith, look, and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, in, into the sea it shall be done. So, so again, we're going to get into another passage of this, another example of this, but this is Jesus. He cursed the fig tree. He took authority over a tree, and the tree obeyed. He said, curse, nobody eat fruit from you thereof. He spoke it, and the tree obeyed. They came back, and the tree was with them. They was like, Master, oh, wow. He said, man, trip. Don't trip. He says, have faith in God. We'll get into that when we get into uh, Mark. But he said, he says, you'll be able to do this too. You can speak with authoritative words to any mountain in your life, and it has to move, right? As opposed to speaking to the mountain, and the mountain laugh at you. <laughs> you ain't got no authority. Please. You know, you rise up with somebody at school and they like, <laughs> and they start laughing at you. But, but uh, Sister Gwen was talking about this in fast week. We're going to um, acknowledge the fast week speakers at the end of service. But she was saying she was in a situation where she was a, uh, so people broke into her house in Brooklyn, and they, they, they handcuffed them and, and put a sock. You said a sock in your mouth, right? And, and so they was at gunpoint for six hours. So they found $1,000 because, you know, what is your response to my breaking your house? We ain't got no money, <laughs> right? And so they found $1,000. So they said, because you lied, we're going to wait for your husband to come back, you know, and we're going to kill all y'all, right? And so they told her not to speak, right? And they told... The son, not to say nothing. And so, but the guy, one of the guys said, what are you saying? Well, well, her default under pressure was to speak in unknown tongues while the sock was in her mouth. And so the guy said, what, what is that funny language? What are you saying? He took the sock out of her mouth and she was speaking. She was like, uh, what did you say you said? Uh... Right. But, but, but. But they say, he said, why you're saying it? And you're saying you're praying that they won't, they won't do nothing to you, right? Right. So now, now, now check this out. In the midst of a, a life and death situation, she's praying in the spirit. And then you said, they, 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 they left out of the house. I, they, they got afraid, right? Right. Look, the lady in the house was speaking in a crazy tongue. See, see some, so, so when she was speaking, we talked about this yesterday, those angels that, that are assigned to us rose up and the demons that was in them couldn't handle it. They got scared. See, the demons saw something that nobody else saw. They saw those, those, those angels sitting there with their swords and they ran up out of that house. Right. They took those vessels up out of that house. Right. 
some authority was in the house that those demons couldn't do nothing with, right? As opposed to if you get in fear, now those demons got other demons with them, teaming up with them, making sure you lose your life, right? And see, so, so this power that we're, t- we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks is the expression of authority. It's the, it's, it's, this power is the force that supports the authority, right? So similar to like electricity is subject to rubber. You know, it's an electrical contract over there. So the authority of rubber restrains or directs the power, right? It guides it through these wires. It doesn't let the, the power jump all over the place. You know how when you cut lines, a live line, and the line starts to dancing and doing whatever it wants to do. It's power out of control when you cut that line. But as long as you keep it within housed and secure in its path, right, it goes where you send it, not where it wants to go. It's under your control. It's under authority. Right? And see, so we must return to our dominion. And, and dominion is supreme authority to govern. Right? Let's go here. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Genesis 1, and we'll hit verse 28. So, so God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply. Now, this is his first instructions to man. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. That's, that's an authority word. Look, look. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the face of the earth. Dominion. So we have to return to a dominion. And see, so how do we return to a, a, a dominion? So look at this. So, so here we have, we're supposed to have dominion. That was the original plan. And of course, we know some things were changed. I'm going to try to take my time with this and not jump ahead. Right? So let's look here at Matthew 28. Set a little foundation. Remember, just to set the foundation so when we get into what God wants to talk about, you can pull on these references. Right? So... Uh, Matthew 28 and verse 18. We're going to come back to this, you know, down the road, but uh, verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All, all, so go there, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name and the authority of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, the person with the power, even until the end of the world, right? And so, so again, you have, Jesus has this power, but he's, he told them, because I have this power, I'm sending you out to do some things, right? And what he's saying is, I'm equipping you, I'm delegating you to use this power that I have. Because I'm, sit- I'm going to be sitting on the right hand of the Father. So I'm going to send you out to, to actually return everybody back to dominion and walking in power and authority, right? So, so go, go and teach what I'm going to teach you. Because what I'm teaching you is going to assist everybody in actually being equipped with power so they can navigate in this earth realm. And the enemy who was, who was fallen to the earth doesn't uh, wreak havoc in their life, him and his demons, Right? So, again, he, he wants us to operate in this authority. 
So some of us have been trying to move things in the spirit realm for years to manifest in the natural realm. But we've been trying to move things in the spirit realm to manifest in the natural realm without authorization. So, so that's why things haven't manifested. You're praying and believing for stuff, and it's like, it ain't come. It ain't happened. What's going on? I can't believe God is doing this. What you trying to do? You're trying to get, you're in a situation, and you need something to manifest, right? And you need to man, well, heal it. You need healing to manifest. Well, and you wonder why it's not coming. You're like, maybe this stuff is not true, but you need authorization to transport things from the spirit realm into the earth realm, Amen. right? You have to operate in authorization, right? But there is no authorization without subjection. There's no authorization without subjection. That's obedience. There's no authorization. See, it's not, you can't fake obedience. That's the thing. You can fake anything else in your life, but you can't fake obedience. Right? And so do we navigate around everything else? You know, I know scripture. I know this. Some of us sit in a position of a judge. We try to judge everything we hear as if we have authorization to even judge. And we know what the Bible says, that we should judge. Yeah, yeah. we who? Oh, you just put yourself in that, in, in that category. You just assumed that you're in that position. Do you have authorization? You think you have authorization because you shook a, the right hand of fellowship? You think you have an authorization because that one day you came to the altar uh, because they... they the, the service was so uh, overwhelming, you said, I'm just going to go to the altar because, you know, everybody, this pressure is pressure. You think that gave you authorization? Oh, okay. See, 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 because you can come to the altar and, and, and say, Lord, save me, accept Jesus as Savior, but he'll, he's never your Lord. Amen. Amen. He, yeah, he, he, hey, I, I want him to save me. But he's, he's never been your Lord. All right? So, so just, just uh, all right, let's, let's, go to, let's, let's go to Matthew. See, you don't have authorization without subjection. That means when you submit to authority, you have authority. You submit to authority, you have authority. You have to be subject. Listen, listen, you, that, that, that hose got to submit to that spigot. Otherwise, you can squeeze all day, ain't nothing coming out. So you got you to gotta submit to power to have power. But we live our life finding out how we can get around authority, around some, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Nobody but the demons and the devils that's running your life because you ain't got no authority over. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. You know, you know, you know like so somebody, you notice how we flow good until somebody tells us something? Then all something happened inside of us. And we ain't doing it just because they said it. Now, now it should be a whole lot of more years and uh-hums, because y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try. Y'all too. I should hear y'all online saying, uh-huh, amen. Right? Because it's something. Or that you hear something, and, and, and well, I talked about this last night, right? You hear something, be like, oh, 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 Pastor Mel, you know what? Uh, I've been tripping. You, Pastor Mal, ooh, man, you hit it right on the head. You, you know what? That's, that's, that's the issue. I got what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. That's what I'm going to do. And then the next th- thing you do is totally opposite of what you just said. So you know your life has been, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to fight. I'm just not going to do it. 
right? So you ain't submitting to authority, right? You ain't flowing with it. You, you're not submitting to authority. You just, you, hey, hey, lip service, right? That's what the scripture says, lip service, right? And so listen here, what I tell you, go Matthew. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. And when I asked you to search the scriptures and process through this, because some of it is going to really be stretching to the core of us. Uh, uh, one of the young ladies was asking in the uh, survival kit class just about, you know, some of our flaws and our personalities and, and, and how, you know, again, you know, how we shift those things in terms of the old man and the new man. And it's a part of submission. It's a part of giving ourselves, presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice, right? right? We lay down our life. We lay down all of us. We're submitting to God's power and authority to resurrect us, right? Once that power resurrects you, it's in you. Once that power resurrects you, it's in you. Once that power resurrects you, it's in you. All right, so, so uh, we're going to read Matthew 8, 7 through 10, but I'll start with verse 5 so you can get a little more of the backdrop. It says, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. Now, now beseeching is not, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, oh, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, this is a centurion. This is somebody that's not necessarily operating like some of the Jews at that particular time. This is somebody's like, listen, I'm, I'm checking out what this guy's doing. So he's beseeching them, and then verse 6, it says, And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of palsy, grievously torment. So this centurion has someone serving him, right? But he's interceding on his behalf. Like, help him out. And Jesus said unto him, I will come, come where? To your home, and heal him. Now, listen to the centurion's response. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should have come under my roof. It says, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. No, 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 wait, because there's something in you that all you got to do is speak, and every, remember, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. He said, oh, no, no, I've been watching you. Now, look at what he explained why he believed all he had to do was speak the word. He says, for I am a man, look at this, under authority. Having soldiers, what? Under me. I say to this man, go and he goeth, and to another, come and he cometh, and to my servant, do this and he doeth it. Look, and when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that follow, Verily I say unto you, I have not so found so great faith, not in Israel, a person that understood spiritual authority. Look, he said, You can speak the word only. Because I understand how this works. I'm under authority. I submit to authority. So I have authority. And people are under me. So because when someone tells me to do something, I do it. When I tell them to do something, they do it. Right? He says, so I've been watching you. You ain't been doing nothing but submitting to God. I'm not here to, I'm not here to speak for myself. I'm here to speak what God says. I'm not here to do my will. I'm here to do the word of God. No, it's not me, it's the Father. It's not me, it's the Father. It's not me, it's the... He was, it, it was never about him. I'm submitting to do the Father's will. Nevertheless, not my will, thy will. Right? right? So I'm submitted to God's authority. And the centurion understood authority and said, because you're submitted to authority, everything under you has to obey. So if you speak the word from where you're at, Amen. healing got to leave. Amen. 
And so that's what happened. By the time he got home, the servant was healed. Just, see, see, again, we, you know, we're, we're, we're confessing things, but in reality, we don't understand how this thing really operates. Look, look, look at uh, verse 27. Well, we're going to focus on 27 to 32, but again, for backdrop, I'll start at verse 23. It says, and when, when he was entered into the ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, and he was asleep. Right? And his disciples came to, came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful? O ye of little faith. It says, then he arose and rebuked the winds and the seas, and there was great calm. Look at verse 27. But when the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and sea obey him? Right? Look at verse 28. And when he was come to the other side, which is where they were going, into the country of uh, Gergazanes, there Two possessed with the devil. Now, he was going to the other side for a reason, right? Coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so no man passed by that way. These, these guys' demons were so fierce, they intimidated anybody in the area from even coming around. It says, behold, they cried out, saying, what? Look, look, they intimidated everybody. Jesus shows up. Just him showing up, they, they, saying, what have we to do with thee, Jesus, Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before our time? It says, so, so there, was a, uh, there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, if thou cast us out, suffer us to go away uh, into the herd of swine. And they counted the swines like a few thousand swine, right? And so, so the interesting thing is they understood Jesus operating in authority. So just authority showing up scared the life out of them. Or they were shaking. We was in a counseling session, and uh, the husband was, was, was filled with a demon. We didn't know. We, we was just in the counseling session ministering to the couple. Man, we started talking, and the, the guy started convulsing, and all types of stuff started happening. It, the demon couldn't stay in the room. Couldn't stay in the room. The demon had to leave. And I was looking at it. I was like, wow. I said, I said, boy, that demon came out. We was in another service. It's so interesting. <laughs> so we was in the service, so we, we used to have to serve uh, our pastor. And so, so when he traveled out of town, we had to serve, and he went to this big meeting of his spiritual father. We had to get there early, like had to be the first at the door, 530 in the morning or whatever. So we had to save seats. We had to save seats for him and all the other sons of that father. So it might have been another 15 sons. So we had to secure seats for everybody and park their cars, right? And so, so we would get there, uh, get there early. So, so one day we're in line, I'm talking to this bishop, and he's talking, you know, uh, yeah, I've done this. I, have, I have all, oversee all these ministries, and we're, and we're talking. So then they opened the doors. So when they opened the doors, you had a way, one way you walked in, and then they had another way. When you got into the foyer, you can go into that door. Well, this dude, as soon as the doors open, he takes off running. 
it was funny. It was like, I mean, there was a level of integrity, you know, based on how we were in line, we were going to position ourselves in the seats. We just was walking fast to get there. This dude went another route to get to the seat and jumped in the seat. Like he ran and like almost jumped up in the air down in the seat like, yeah, I got this front seat. Service is going on. The anointing is thick. The power of God started moving. This dude started screaming. Screaming and was laid out on the floor screaming. Demons was coming out of that guy. They couldn't handle the anointing. Right? They couldn't handle the authority. See, you show up in a region and something's happened. Don't magnify what's happening. Exercise authority. Right? You have authority. Soon as they show, soon as you hear about, oh, really? Oh, we're going to take care of that right now. Right? Now, now I'll explain why as we go go forward here. Right? And so, 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 even when he sent the disciples out in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, please write it down so you can go study it out. He sent them out. He gave them power. It was power over demons. This is the first time he sent them out. Now, now you're going to see where he sends them out again. And they said, they came back, they said, Master, even the demons are subject unto us. But to them, it was like a big deal. He was like, man, just have faith in God. As long as you stay connected, long as you stay connected to the source of authority, if you stay submitted to authority, you have authority. That, that, that's elementary in the kingdom of God. Amen. That ain't major. That ain't no big deal. We don't need a, a casting out demon service. We need to submit to God's authority service so demons jump out when you come around. That's what we need, right? A submit to God. How about that? A submit to God. All right, so now when you find out how to submit to God, it may be comfortable, it might not be, right? All right, so, so, so what are we talking about? Look, 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 even he spoke to the wind. He spoke to the wind. See, again, this is what's happening. We're not operating in authorized words. You ever see somebody, they teach, they, they're well, well versed in the word, but the atmosphere don't change? Now, come on, let's, let's, let's be honest. You know, you know, you, you, you trying to fight, the, man, nothing changed. Know why nothing changed in the atmosphere? Because they're eloquent words. They're smooth words. They're, they're, they're words of intellect, but they have no authority. They ain't moving nothing. <laughs> they ain't moving nothing. Because the person is, is, is well-versed, but not well-submitted. <laughs> so we have to submit to the authority of God's word, look, to speak his words with, with authority. We have to submit to the authority of God's words to speak his words with authority. We have to submit to the authority of God's words word to speak his words with authority. So let me ask you something right now. So if I just told you uh, there's a place that you can get 85-inch TVs and you can get them for $200, right? 4K, full, full nine-yard smart TVs. You can get them for $200. And, and I said, okay, you can get them at this location. Will anybody write it down? I just gave you some information that if you get it, 
you can open your mouth and some things start, will start happening around you. Amen. Did you write it down? Yes. You know, somebody still won't write it down because they don't submit to They don't want to submit because I brought it up. That's, that's why in a service, uh, uh, somebody will go, hey, 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 let's everybody stand on their feet. Man, man, ain't nobody. I'm going to tell you, I'm the type of person. I'm not just doing stuff because everybody's doing it. But you know what? Sometimes I stand on my feet just because I want to exercise submitting to authority so I can draw more authority. I want, because I have to understand my default is not uh, getting caught up in the contagion going with the flow. Amen. But I also have another default that everybody can't tell me what to do. So I got to punk my flesh and put my flesh in as many situations where I'm yielding to authority so I can have authority. When I first joined uh, uh, Columbus Christian Center Church in Columbus, and I remember I used to play on a basketball team. So when I first came, I was pursuing basketball. I was on the basketball team. So that's the only thing I was a part of is the basketball team. Then I'd come to serve. I was cool with some of the people that were really tied in. And so one day I'm leaving, and a guy says, man, you antisocial. And he's joking. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I joked once. So I, I took a couple steps, and the Holy Spirit says, oh, no, you are. Because what I would do is I love the word. I would just come, get the word. I skip praise and worship. Get the word. Once I got the word, I'm out. I wasn't talking to nobody, wasn't doing nothing. I'm, got my word, I'm out. So, so when the Lord said that, he says, Keith, you're antisocial. You need to find a place where you can uh, be tied into the ministry. So when I looked at everything to do, I said, I need to find something where somebody got to tell me what to do. Because I'm in control in every area of my life. Pretty much nobody tells me what to do. I'm the authority. I'm the manager. You know, I'm the leader. I'm the captain of the team. I'm the coach. So, so I, I picked, uh, it was called security and maintenance at the time because I never did it before. Never even heard of it. So somebody had to tell me what to do. Somebody had to tell me how long I could stay, how long I could leave. And then I became an armor bearer, so I had to serve. So I had to be there on time. I had to anticipate needs. I had to adjust my life to this person's preferences. But guess what? The more I, I submitted, the more authority I drew in. See, the freelance has very limited authority in the spirit realm because they don't submit to authority. They're doing their own thing. They're under their own protective custody. Don't get mad now. Don't get mad. Right? I'm, trying to get, I'm, trying to get something, look, look, I'm trying to get something to you, right, babe? Not trying to take nothing from you, right? People used to use that line for the, the prosperity. Uh, well, let me back up off that. <laughs> All right, ain't trying to mess with, mess with nobody. All right, let's, let's listen. So we have to submit to authority of God's word to speak his authority, to speak his words with authority, especially that word that's spoken out of you for it to manifest. See, so when, so when you get an unction and you have to speak something out into the earth realm, it's supposed to obey your, can, uh, obey your command and travel from the unseen to the seen. Yeah, I mean, the Lord's prayer is uh, for, us, for us to pray for what? For it to be on earth as it is in heaven. So we're, we're trying to transfer those spiritual blessings of heavenly places, Ephesians 1, 3, into the earth realm. See, because the original plan was for heaven and earth to be together. For us to enjoy the things of heaven on earth, but because Adam and Eve did what they did, it took us out of position to, to access and to operate. So now we actually have to exercise authority to pull things into the earth realm, right? And see, so, so some people just want to dismiss it all together because that takes faith to believe, to see something that you haven't seen. And it takes actually authority to do it. 
And it's going to take you your life, submitting your life. I get it, man. We didn't grow up with mama telling us what to do, daddy telling us what to do, Uncle Jimmy telling us what to do, teacher telling us what to do, coaches telling us what to do, everybody telling us what to do, so what are we looking? I want to do my own thing. When I went to college, I was like, yes, I do not have to clean up this room if I don't want to. So I didn't clean it up for a long time, but after a while, I couldn't take it. So I did like, you know, you spring clean. I just did a spring clean. The room wasn't that big, but I messed it up so much. So, so I didn't go to chapel in college because I could not go to chapel if I didn't want to. Wasn't nobody waking me up. Go on down to Good Neighbor Baptist Church, right? So, so something in me was like, I'm free. No, I was powerless. <laughs> and I was getting more and more powerless the more and more I was getting away from being submitted to some level of authority, some level of accountability and responsibility, right? And, and so, <laughs> so, 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 so that's how he cursed the fig tree, because he was submitted to authority. So, look, have dominion over every living thing. That was the original plan. He was showing us when you have dominion over every living thing, you can curse the fig tree and it will wither. See, it's hard for people to wrap their mind around it. They haven't applied it because they haven't been submitted to authority, so they don't even believe it, right? See, see he said, when he, when he cursed it, he says, have faith in God. Stay submitted under the authority of God. He said, what, what facilitated in me cursing the fig tree wasn't me. It was the authority that I'm submitted to, Right? Keep, you got a measure of faith, keep that measure of faith connected to the authority of God. Have faith enough to know if I stay submitted, I don't lose, I gain. We think submission, we're going to lose something because we don't have faith in God's authority. We have faith in our control. How's that been working for us? How's our control? Listen, what's that little funky feeling you got right now? Where that come from? That comes from your control is being challenged right now. And then and, and, and you're starting to think through, if I relinquish this control, what's going to happen? Is somebody going to take advantage of me? If I'm going to lose something, am I going to get played again? But no, no, take all that, all those concerns, and, and trust God for that. Let, we can't, listen, we have the worst security system in the world. We can't protect ourselves, cover ourselves. That's God's job. We can't fit, listen. That's why people lose their minds with conspiracies, because they're trying to protect themselves. So they're trying to make sure they find out all the things that they're doing out here. It's too many things. How is your mind going to find out everything the government's doing? You got to leave your life to do that. So you're spending your time. Oh, look, I, listen, CNN told, oh, so you, 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 you trusting them? They ain't no humans. They're just supernatural people telling the news now. People that are hearing from God now, right? That's, what, that's how we roll it? Oh, 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 the people that give you, uh, uh, that approves the, the drugs, they're hearing from God now, right? So you take, you trust the drug more than God's authority for healing. As, as, as the young ministers coming out here to minister would say, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, so let's go here, Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Matthew 18. We're just setting a foundation for what's 
been a missing ingredient uh, in, in our lives. That's why we struggle in relationships, man. Is, uh, Ephesians 5 says, submit yourselves unto one another. We rivals. We're in, we're in uh, competition and competitiveness, not in covenants and communion. Well, you ain't going to have no authority. First of all, a house divided can't stand. Amen. <laughs> the Bible says that. It says, can two walk together lest they be agreed? Two or more in agreement, there I am in the midst. The only way you're going to be in agreement is to submit to one another. See, as soon as a family starts to allow things of the world into a household, it starts to divide. Once it starts to divide, now the adversary can creep in and divide and conquer. But as long as everybody's submitted to one another, power's in that house. You see blessing after blessing after blessing because people are submitted to authority. They operate in authority. They have the ability to, to, to bind and loose, right? They have the ability to bind and loose. All right, so let's go to Matthew 18, 18. So it says, uh, look at this. It says, verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth, right, shall be bound in heaven. It says, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Right? So what it's saying is when you speak authoritative words because you submitted to authority, all the power of heaven is backing you. But if you ain't submitted to authority, you're speaking words out there with no power. They're not moving nothing. You can't move things in the, in, in, in the natural realm, utilizing the spirit realm, if you're not submitted to authority. Because you don't have no authority. Right? You, you, you have no authority. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound. See, 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 this is the thing. John 15, 15, 7 says this. If you bind me, and my words, my words, my authoritative words abide in you. You can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, that seems like, yeah, I can just ask what I will, but see, you wouldn't be asking specifically. It's saying you can ask what you, what you will, what, meaning will moving. I will this to happen. I will this to change. I will this to be released. It's saying you can ask what you will, and you, because you abide me and my words, my authoritative words abide in you, author, see, faith-filled words are authoritative words. I'm submerged in God. I used to do a, 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 an example where I had this huge uh, uh, water container. And so it was filled with water, and I would take a bottle, you know, and put it inside the water. So, so that means the bottle was us, the water was God, Right? And, it, well, the container was God, the water was his word. And then I would sink it down, and then what? The, word, the water would go inside the bottle. On inside of the bottle, there was an ink pen cap. The ink pen cap would stay at the bottom until you submerge the bottle in the water. Then the water would get submerged in the bottle and shoot the pen cap up to the top. Right? So we're trying to get that rebellion out. We got to... Abide in him, submerge ourselves in God, let the word submerge itself in you, the authoritative word, and then now we can, we can lose some things. We can release some things, right? We can what? We can loose and release some things, right? All right, never mind. I was going to ask you to do something for me, but I think we're okay. All right, so the delegated man or woman of God is, speak, is, speak, is not speaking vain words 
forged from the wells of perversion, deception, and weakness. So, so, so the delegated, so again, we say submit to authority, you have authority. When you submit to God, we're delegated authority. We're, 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 we're pastors, senior pastor, co-pastor. We're delegated authority. We're not the authority. We're delegated authority. We're submitted to authority. We're not the chief shepherd. We're under shepherds. So we have to submit under authority, and then we have authority. We spoke out in, um, in uh, 2000, okay, this is 10th year, 2019, God gave the vision that was new beginnings, if you guys remember. So we spoke it out. God's authoritative word came to us. We spoke out new beginnings. The whole year was new beginnings. We moved here. That was a new beginning, right? You can't make the stuff up. In the eighth year, which means new beginnings. Like, like you can't. Like, like, but we spoke it out and it manifest, right? Like, so, 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 but not because we're sweet, because we're submitted. <laughs> you get it? Because we're submitted, right? That's that. That's the, man, if we get this, man, everything will change. Like, every, see, uh, the, author, the, the authorized man or woman of God is speaking the very fo- voice of God in the atmosphere. The authorized man or woman of God is speaking the very voice of God in the atmosphere. So everything, just like God said, let it be like, God said, let it be affirming. God said, God said, God said. That's all of Genesis. It didn't say God took the sun. It said God said, let it be light. And everything in the universe responded. Look, look, my words will go out, won't return to me void. It'll accomplish what I sent it to do. Right? Why? Because... When my words go out, the authority and power behind them, everything has to obey. So when we're speaking God's word, it has to obey. So we walk into the hospital and a person's in a coma and we speak God's word. We just spoke it and walked out of the hospital, got in the car. By the time we halfway home, we get a call, their eyes start moving. By the time we get in the house, the person came up out of coma and never went back. Not because we're sweet. God's word said he sent his word to heal us. By his stripes we're healed. He removed sickness from the midst of us. We just spoke God. God, you said in your word. When I pray, you said that in your word. Listen, if the, if the anointing is thick, I'll feel a coolness or a warmness if I'm praying for somebody for healing. But most of the time, I don't feel nothing. But I don't need to feel nothing for God's word to move and change the situation. You see, that's the thing. Well, I, I was going to pray, but I ain't feel nothing yet. Well, well, good. Get his word out there. Amen. Independent of your feelings, get his word out here. The word is what changes things. Amen. Right? Right, get that word out there. See, 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 the word quickens. See, 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 God, the voice of God's, okay, the voice of God, his authoritative word, it quickens. It's a word, it's words that quicken, it's words that create, it's words that heal, it's words that move, it's words that impart power. But it's authoritative words. Let's look here in Psalm 107. Psalm 107. And so, so what's been challenging in our life, why, why much power is not made available to us is because we're not submitting to authority, so we don't have authority. 
So, so, so in, in, in our life, we should be looking for opportunities to submit to authority. Even that idiot boss, like you, 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 like, okay, if he doing you wrong, benefit from his authority. Extract the opportunity to have authority by submitting to authority, right? I'll get into the scripture. That's chapter and verse. I, I didn't make that up. That's scripture, right? So 107.20, 107.20, like I said, we're going to get to 107.20, but like I said, we have to learn that the, the principle of submitting to authority is not based on the intellect of if somebody is, is appropriating authority right. It's, it's, it's our principle to live in submission to authority because we're trying to live a life of authority. And that's where we, you know, we're looking for reasons not to submit. You know, the Bible tells us to honor our mother and father. There's nothing in there that says, you know, if they're walking in, in God. If they, 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 you know, walking on water, this, that, and the other. It just says, honor them. Now, it didn't say, <laughs> they tell you to do something crazy, do it. But it's saying honor them. Because what is, these, these are delegated authorities that was put in our lives. So no matter what, I, I, didn't, I didn't always agree. I didn't agree with a lot of things uh, my parents did. Uh, but I honored them. Because, again, I'm not going to walk around without authority. All right, so 107.20. Look, so, 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 look, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word to heal them and deliver them from their destructions. Like that authoritative word healed them and delivered them. That's how powerful the voice of God is. You look at Exodus 15, 26. I know I referenced these scriptures, but I told you, don't take my word for it. Search the scriptures and see if it's so. Write down stuff. Go back and study it so you know it for yourself, not because some man of God told you. Right? So 15, like, like if you can't teach it, I'm not preaching it. Right? So, so if you can't study it, I'm not preaching it. Exodus 15, 26. It says, and said, if thou wilt diligently hearken, look, to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that, submit, will do that which is right in his sight, not anybody else's, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. Look, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So he's saying if you submit to the commandments in the word, there's, there's so much authority around you, you don't have to worry about uh, uh, the adversaries, demons of sickness and disease and craziness, dis-ease attacking you. Let's go here to Psalm 103. The voice of God's word. So we're submitting to the voice of God. So our submission is going to start with the word. And then we're going to practice it by submitting to delegated authority. Right? We're going to practice it. As Pastor Mel was talking about understanding the value of the word in our discipleship class, like doing the word. So she gave the example. She said, so my husband asked me to marry him. And I said, yes. But imagine if I said yes, but I I didn't show up and I didn't walk down the aisle. I had, to, I had to act on the yes, right? I couldn't just 
say yes, had to act on a yes. And, and you know something that happens during a, a wedding? Now, 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 we don't use the, uh, the old school, traditional um, doubt and unbelief vows, but you, you have vows, right? And then your goal is to submit to the vow, right? Because if you submit to the vow, then you get the blessings that's attached. You know, we speak a blessing over you at the wedding, right? But if you ain't submitting to it, like submit yourselves one to another. That's what it, doesn't it say that? Right? Do we have to go to Ephesians 5? It's not relationship boot camp. That's uh, February, right? All right, so, so uh, Psalm 103, I'm sorry, Psalm 103, verse 20. It says, look, look, bless, bless the Lord, ye, ye his angels, that excel in strength, right? It says, that do his commandments, totally submitted, hearkening to the voice of, of his word. So the angels don't know if it's your voice or if it's God's voice, as long as it's the voice of God's word, they're going to obey. So when you tell the angels go out and, 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 and manifest that and bring that, they just, angels don't question God. Like there's no, okay, let me ask you a question first. Oh, no, 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 hold on, I just need a full explanation. All they know is I got an instruction, I'm doing it. Similar to, uh, we'll get into the scripture later, but similar to, I just did like this because my brain told my hand to do it. There was no hand, like while I'm talking, a hand didn't interrupt the message and go, hold on a second, man. I don't understand why I got to keep moving around. It's fast week, man. I don't have the energy I normally have, and you keep moving me. Man, why I got to move? Explain to me why the left hand is still down to his side, and I got to keep moving around and moving around. Didn't you get that North New Jersey stuff out of you? Right? The hand, the hand just got to do what I tell it to do. Without question. Keeps my body in harmony, though. Now, once I trained it, told knee, elbow, reaching the net, it's told knee, elbow, reaching the net. I was shooting out there yesterday. Same thing, told knee, elbow, reaching the net. Why? Because it has to obey. It has to obey. It is. So, so, aren't we the body of Christ? Isn't Christ the head? Okay, all right. See, see, this is the thing. The reason why the angels hearken to the voice of God's word, because authority is backing them. See, the adversary is, works to intercept our ability to hear God's authoritative voice all the time, which affects our ability to express that same authority, the voice of God's word, over him. So he's always trying to, he's, see, that's why he doesn't want us reading the word. That's why he wants us to be casual with the word. One, you... One U-verse scripture. So that's going to carry, that's going to be enough word for you to have authority when the adversary comes at you. You think the adversary is coming at you with one perverted word? You think the adversary and the demons just read one perverted word every day? Demons walking around, I got my pop-up perverse word scripture, my ungodly counsel today. One little pop-up, no, 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 no. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violence taken by force. Look, they're trying to passionately take what you have. They don't need you in authority, so they're trying to steal, steal God's word. Look, look here, Matthew, Mark 4. Matthew 4, Mark 4. Let's look at Mark 4. Um, we got one more set of scriptures, and then we'll probably 
wind down based on the time. Can't get it all in one day. All right, day's portion in the day. So, so Mark chapter 4, this is, this is interesting. We've read this a lot here at the church. Uh, and we'll start here at verse 13, Mark 4, 13. And so he said unto them, know ye not this parable, how then will you know all parables? It says, the sower soweth the word. He says, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, but when they have heard, look, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was on their heart. Why is he after the word? And then he say he tried to take their life. Because he knows if they get that word, they have authority over him. Look, look, verse 16. He says, these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, little hard hearts, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. You see the people that, amen, amen, before they really get the word in their, in their heart, they try to intercept it because they know they're about to be convicted. So they try to jump it. You ever see that? It's almost like, you know, you talk to your kids and they jump you with the I know before you finish the whole sentence because they don't want the full impact. Amen. We do that. We do it, but it look a little different. Instead of saying I know, we be like, amen, amen. Okay, that's enough. Move on to the next thing. I said amen. Because we don't want it to penetrate because it's going to hurt a little bit. It's going to hurt a little bit. Verse 17. Look, it says, receive it with glass. Look, look, but because they intercepted it and they only got it on the surface, it says, verse 17, and have no root in themselves, so endure but for a time. So, so you know how you have your, your, your few couple weeks where you're really on it? It says, afterward, look, when affliction or persecution arises for what? The word's sake, immediately they're offended. And the affliction and persecution ain't, ain't even coming after you. It's trying to get to you because it wants the word. It's trying to attack the word. Every time you offend it, you leak word. Verse 18. It says, these are they which are sown or among thorns, such as hear the word. So these people actually hear it. Look. And the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things enter in and choke the word, and they become unfruitful. So it's not just getting the word. It's producing the fruit of the word. That's what the goal is. You know, it says some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Right? And then it says some of the, the people that receive the word, and it takes root, produces the fruit, 30, 60, and 100 fold. So the adversary knows those people that's producing fruit because they're speaking authoritative words in the atmosphere. You stand by the words of your mouth, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 6.2 and Proverbs 18.21. Right? So he understands that as long as I can choke that word through the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. See, see, when stuff starts happening... It's trying to choke that word in you. But it should be placing a demand on that word in you. It should be I speak out the word, not I let the word get choked. Look, how, how, how's the word get choked? Speaking out the circumstances. Why are you magnifying the obvious? Like, okay, so we had this conversation in the early years. And so my wife said, uh, you know, something happened. My ankle hurt. I was like, ah, well, baby, you don't want to confess it. Well, I, well, well, in honesty, I, I don't want to deny it. I said, well, sweetheart, what I'm trying to say is your ankle's hurt. You already have pain. The, the, the pain doesn't need your words. It's already manifested. The healing needs your words. So you want to speak the healing, not the pain. If you don't, if you don't say nothing about the pain, it's still there. So it don't need your help. 
It doesn't need promotion. The healing does, because now I'm operating in authority. By his stripes, I'm healed is what needs to be spoken out, right? Not magnifying the pain over and over and over. I'm putting it back in the atmosphere. I'm projecting it forward unintentionally, but that's what I'm doing because I'm snared by the words of my mouth. Proverbs 6, 2, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Right? And so, so, so what happens is the adversary tries to, to force us to magnify his circumstances, fear. We, we went over to losing the fear the last couple of weeks on Wednesdays. The false evidence appearing real because he wants strongholds in our mind. So strongholds are thoughts holding us captive to behavior contrary to God's purpose and power in you. Strongholds are thoughts holding us captive to behavior contrary to God's purpose and power in you. So he tries to resurrect strongholds or reason it because he's trying to get to the word to steal your authority. Let's, 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 um, let's end with this, this, this process that started a long time ago. Let's go to Genesis 2. Genesis 2. Again, this is just week one of spiritual, spiritually authorized. But if we really embrace this, we'll start to see things move in our life, um, which is what God's intent is for our life. All right, so Genesis 2. So after God... Um, for man and breathed, it, breathed into his nostrils. In verse 7, verse 8, he says, and the, Lord planted God, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom, whom he had formed. So God placed him in, his, in the garden, right? And then verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree thou mayest freely eat. What did he say? Of every tree, right? Verse 17, but, there's a but, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So what do you determine? He said, you, he gave you all this stuff, but then he says, pretty much don't eat the tithe, right? Don't eat of this tree. Just one tree. One tree, right? The tree of the, of the knowledge of good and evil. Or, or what we call the tree of reason, all right? All right, so then you have Genesis 3. Let's keep on moving. Look how this played out. God gave specific instructions. All he had to do was obey, right? Submit to authority. Verse 1, now the serpent was more subtle, trick, a trickery, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He said unto the woman, yea, has God said, you could always tell he's trying to game, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden. Well, he said you can eat of every tree but one. So we know that's not true, right? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, correct, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. Well, first of all, he didn't, the tree in the midst of the garden was the tree of life. He didn't talk about that. Scripture talks about the tree in the midst of the garden was the tree of life, and there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So he didn't say that. And then she said, and you can't touch it. He ain't saying nothing about touching it. See, see, so that's why I tell you to take notes. Because you actually got to 
if, if you're going to use God's word, you better use it right. Amen. And you better know what you're talking about. Yes. Right? So, so, so she had an opportunity to, he was tested. If she knows the word, if it's in her, I ain't going to be able to do nothing with her because everything I say to her, she's going she gonna to hit me like it's about to happen to me down the road. It is written. But, oh, she don't even really know the word. Cool. So I can twist it, wicker, wicked. I can twist it a little bit, right? And then he said, uh, and the serpent said unto the woman, you should not surely die. Because he figured out, I can tell her anything. She won't really, she don't know. I know she don't know. As long as I sound, sound convincing, you know, as long as it sound like it's close. You know, I could put out an album and just say something, throw, throw the name God on it, and people probably think I'm, I'm a solid Christian. Oops. Oops. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, I apologize. That was sarcasm. And then somebody, what is it, Tanza says sarcasm or what? It's just ripping. But since I ain't say no name. Still sarcasm. Okay, all right. I repent. All right. Got to submit. I submit to the revelation God gave you, Patanza. All right, so verse 5. It says, For God does know that in the day that ye eat thereof, look, look, not that you should surely die, then your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. First of all, they were already as gods. And it says knowing good and evil. First of all, evil wasn't an option. Why, why, you, need, why you need evil? Evil wasn't even a consideration. So, so, so reason wasn't a consideration. So strongholds can't be placed in you. Because strongholds are placed in you as a result of reason. And reason is a result of considering the good or the evil. Like evil is an option? See, before this, evil is not an option. And, of course, it's, you know... Uh, she saw that it was, it was good for food, lust of eyes, lust of flesh, and pride of life. She ends up eating, and, 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 and then they started hiding from the voice of God. Mm-hmm. It, it said that, it said, see, Scripture says in Gen- Genesis 2, after it says it's not good for man to be alone, he gave him a woman, Genesis 2.25, it says, and they were naked unashamed because they were so focused on God. Nothing else was a consideration. I'm focused on God, not even their own nakedness. Right? They were totally exposed, but I'm focused on God. I'm not looking at myself and seeing how other people look at me. Then it said, after they ate the tree, it said they knew that they were naked. So now they got intimate with themselves. Selfies. They got intimate with themselves. Right? Selfies started in the garden. Right? So they got intimate with themselves, and then they said, it says, this is, I'm still reading through Genesis 3 now. It says they, got, they knew that they were naked and they were afraid. It said they covered themselves with the world. They were covered with God before then. So they took covering themselves in their own hands. They took their security now in their own hands before they were just trusting God, in God's presence, submitted to God. Then it said right after they covered themselves, they hid themselves. And it says the, they, they heard the voice of God. How do you hear the voice of God walking? See, that authority was moving things. Every time God opened his mouth in their relationship, they saw stuff move. They saw trees blossom, right? They saw waters dance. Every time God opened his mouth, they saw things move because authority moves things. 
the atmosphere changed. And so now they, 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 they heard the atmosphere changing. <laughs> and they knew God must be around. How do you hide from the authoritative voice of God? They said they hid themselves from that. Like we hide ourselves from the word. So let me ask you this. When we're hiding from the word, what are we saying at that point? We have enough authority? We are the authority? We don't need authority? We're in control? How's that been working for us? Let's be honest. It has not. That weight you feel is because that weight needs to be submitted to authority. Scripture says, cast your cares, don't carry them. So, you got your cares in the safe going on. I think I, you know, I'm going to take care of these cares. They've been with me for a minute. And you know, no, 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 I'm good. Hey, hey, give me your cares. Uh, give me uh, Jesus and everybody. Give me your cares. No, 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 because I just don't know if I give them to you and what's going to happen. Do you see what they're doing to you? Yeah, but if I give them to you, they may do worse to me. Now, cast your cares, don't carry them. But see, when you submit, when you plug back up to God and submit to authority and operate in, in spiritual authorization, you don't carry cares. You cast cares. You're careful, full of care for nothing. But through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known. I'm going God's presence and speak what I desire. I make my petition known. I come before God boldly as a son, like your kids come before you and say, hey, that's nice. We leave up out of here. We're going to McDonald's. McDonald's! We're going to McDonald's. Why? Because on the way to church, you said, hey, when we get out of church, we're going to McDonald's. So what do you do? You don't go, <laughs> you go, oh, no, no, you said we're going to McDonald's. You ain't even thinking about if it's mom, dad, the authority, this, that, and the other. If they're going to yell, scream. You said McDonald's. You're saying it over and over and over. So God says some things. We can say it over and over and over. You said God, but you said God, but you said God. You said God. You can wake up in the morning. You said God, come to church. You said God, get in your car. You said God, you said God. Said God and expected to manifest just like the kids expect to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Because that God is bound by his authority. He said it, he'll do it. That's what the scripture says. It says he would not only say it, but he'll do it. It says be confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work, will perform it. He'll work in you to will and do his good pleasure. God, you got to work in me to will and do your good pleasure. Like my confidence is in you, Lord, yeah. that you began a work in me and you'll perform it. Right. My confidence is in you, Lord, in my time of weakness, I'm strong through you because it's in your word. That's my confidence. My confidence is after I've done your will, your authoritative word, right, I received the promise. I'm looking for the promise because I've done his will. Guess what? We ain't done his will. I guarantee we ain't looking for the promise. We don't even believe we'll get it. So you, that moment that you compromise, you're like, ah, what's the big deal? But think about the guilt that wrestles you from just having a conversation with God. You, you, you're like Adam. You hide from the voice of his word. 
Because you feel, ah, I'm not worthy now because I did such and such. Because you ain't looking through the lenses of God. You're looking through the lenses of your conviction. God doesn't, God, is, God doesn't operate like us. God doesn't hold no journal for everything we do. God just says, come to me. Matter of fact, he said, reason is driving you crazy, but if you want to, let us reason together. Isaiah 118. He says, state your case. So I can get you back in line with your authority. I didn't put you here to be bound. I put you here to have dominion. What, what is it? My name is Victory. You say, I know my. Right? <laughs> Isn't the part that says I know my authority? Yeah, my name is. Yeah. He gave me authority. Right? Isn't that something like that? Hey. Watch yourself. Watch yourself over there. <laughs> so we picking with the pastor. We know past, these people are the singers. Right? But, my, but my point is we have authority. Right? What's the song, um, I'm Walking in Authority, that the dancers sing to? Yeah, I'm Walking in Authority. Right? And so, so, we, so, so do, during this process of this teaching, we'll find the answers to why we've been frustrated. Like, you, you, do you know, all right, so I was working at a job, right? I was working at a job, and when I first came to the job, it was interesting because this is your situation. I was thinking about it. So when I first came to the job, I worked a 3 to 11 shift. You know, everybody worked a 3 to 11 shift, terrible shift. And so I would go to church, and then I would go to work. And then, but, you know, I want to get on first shift. So I finally get on first shift, you know, we meet. And then I actually, uh, I, I had one Sunday month off. So we had service Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday at that church. So, so go to, I go to church on Wednesday, go to church on Friday. And then when I had Sunday off sometimes, you know, I would go, well, I went to church Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Like I was doing God a favor, right? But I remember, uh, I, and I worked in corrections, so you had to bid for the next shift. So I was only there for maybe like a year. So God's there for 20, 30 years. So you waiting for these guys to be there for 10 years and his shift to open up, right? And so, so every time it came around, there was like, the guys like us would be like, well, we don't make sense bidding for the shift because even if you get the shift, somebody could bump you. And so, but I, I, I wanted to be at church every time the doors was open. So the shift I wanted was Sundays and Mondays off. It was 73 shift, Sundays and Mondays off, so I could be at church all the time. So me and uh, three other guys on the security and maintenance team we decided every day at 10 o'clock we was going to pray for the shift. Now, I don't know what they did, but I prayed. And, and so what am I doing? I'm, I'm getting in agreement. Now, once you pray, you don't pray it over and over and over. Now you thank God for it. It's spoken in the atmosphere. It's out in the atmosphere. The Bible says you, we'll get into this in some weeks to come, but you decree a thing and it shall be established. They told me the only way you get in that shift, it will... It, you might be considered not to get bumped in five years. In 10 months, number 10 again, in 10 months, I got the shift. Now, even me getting the shift, every time they come back around, somebody could bump me. I stayed on that shift until I left the job. See, see, again, we, we have access. We can move some things. This, listen, we were at the probably, it could have been a dance studio, but I know it was our second location. This is our fourth. She'll tell you. 
we leave the building, I'll be like, well, plead the blood of Jesus over the building. I call this place paid for. Uh, and then I, and, and every, every time we would pray, we would be thanking the Lord for air. We would pray for Air's Christian Center Church, Air's Christian Center staff. We didn't have a staff. At t- well, we only got part-time. Well, we got us and the part-time staff. Air's Christian Center staff, you know, the volunteers, and Air's Campus. We didn't even have a campus. We moved from that building to the uh, shopping center, prayed the same thing, spoke it out in the atmosphere for Air's Campus. I mean, we, was at the, we had two units in the shopping center. There was no campus there. We're on Air's Campus now. <laughs> the 21 acres of Air's Campus. But, but, but the interesting thing is, like, like not, see, again, come on. I, we're family, so I smile, I have fun, I enjoy myself. But that's not because I'm sweet. That's not because we're sweet. We're submitted to authority. This is what God spoke. That's God's vision. This is God's church, right? So we're saying what God says. You don't want to say it because if it don't happen, then somebody what? Well, I thought you said, when I first started casting vision in my house, God would tell us what the vision was. I'd be like, man, I got to tell them. And if it don't happen, they're going to be like, come on, Mr. Man of God. But I had to say what God said. And because it's his authoritative words, it had to manifest. That's why we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. You, see, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you, you have more authority than you're exercising, but you spend your life, once somebody hurts you, which is the adversary's job to get you offended, put you on your own protective custody, you go into this shell where you can't submit to authority inside there. You can't submit to nobody. You don't trust no one. You're under your own protective custody. But guess what? You're missing out. You can't navigate no authority nowhere around. Because if somebody just asks you to be on time, man, I'll get there when I want to. You might not say it outside, on, on the outside, but you say it on the inside. Hey, I need you to do such a, excuse me? Don't know why my job asked me to tell me to do that. Yeah, fine. You, if, if you looked in the spirit room, you're leaking authority all over the place. I'm walking around with buckets, grabbing your authority. That's why I submit to everything. Marcus, tell me to do something, I submit to that. Hey, I need you to come back here. I'll go do it. Hey, I need you. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be available. I need you to do the sound. I'm doing it. Hey, you're in a rotation to speak to the youth. I'm doing it. Hey, hey, we need you for guy talk. I'm doing it. I'm submitting to whatever they ask me to do. I put my hand up just visiting the discipleship class, the survivorship class, to ask if I could say something. I didn't come in there like, all right, shut this down. Pastor's in the house. We're going to change this whole thing around. No, I waited. The barber had something to say. Waited till she finished. I yielded to her because I wanted to submit to authority. I yielded to uh, Trina because I wanted to submit to authority. I yielded to Minister Lamar because I wanted to submit to authority so I can operate in authority. That's why I say yes, sir, and no, sir. That's why I say thank you for everything. Right? That's why I serve. Because I'm not going to walk around here with the adversary binding up my life, and I can't even move. I feel I'm stuck in, in situations. I'm stuck at the job. I'm stuck in a position. I'm stuck with the finances. I'm stuck with the sickness. You ain't stuck if you got authority. Decree a thing. You can move some things in the natural from the spirit realm. You can speak, hey, 
Pray, I'm praying for the eyes of this person's understanding light. I'm praising them to actually understand that uh, those that bless me will be blessed. Those that curse me will be cursed. Remember Genesis 12. So I'm praying for them to, to make the adjustments because I'm here to help them. But if they don't submit, I'm praying for you to remove them. And you'll see people either change and almost promote you. They were the enemies. Or you'll see them move. But you ain't stuck. You ain't stuck. You ain't stuck with the salary. I can speak what I desire and God will move things. But that's the thing. We got to get back. We got to get off the freelance, man. Listen, I wasn't there, but I apologize for what they did. I apologize for the effect of it. I apologize for how it's really stolen a lot of the years of your life. Man, come on. Get back in the game. Amen. Get back in the game. Trust God. Yeah. Not man. Trust God. Do it as under God. Yeah. Your discernment will sharpen. You'll pick up. See, see, again, we're trying to recognize if I'm going to get played with these eyes. These eyes can't do it. I got played in the word, on my face, at every service, and still got played. Because these eyes couldn't see it. That the, the spirit man is, has to see it. It has to be discerned. So that's why you're bound because you, you hey, well, I can't see it, don't know it, so I ain't coming out. Man, sharpen that discernment and keep on moving, man. Get in the face of God and he'll, he'll show you your sense of peace when you're around the right people. And move when you sense that they're the wrong people. When you feel that uneasiness, move, man. Don't be sitting around them. Move. That's kryptonite. They're trying to steal your authority. They're trying to weaken you. You ever see people, uh, I have a guy, he was running in the Olympics, but he was from a small school. So he gets into a lane, you know, he's stretching, and one of the runners comes in his lane. Now, you know, runners, everybody has their lane. They come in his lane and start stretching right in front of his face. Almost like, you ain't going to say nothing to me. But he was trying to punk him before the race started. And that's what people are doing in your life. They ain't asking. Family ain't asking. They're, just, they're, they're trying to override. And you call it kindness. Well, I just didn't want to say nothing. No, I didn't want to exercise authority. I don't feel that I have authority. I'm bound. You ain't bound. You just have to start submitting to authority. All right, so that's all for today. Let's stand on our feet.